right, welcome back, everyone, to HalloweenHaunts365.com, the podcast. I'm Jared. Hi, I'm Terry. As you see down here, we have a special guest with us. Todd, how are you, man? I think we lost Todd. I think Todd's frozen. Well, we have Todd Fetishin from Reaper's Revenge. We're excited <laughs> to talk to him. And we lost him. We lost him. <laughs> Please hold. <laughs> and we got Todd with us again. See, he's back. <laughs> he's back. I am. I'm here. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Uh, all right. So let's start off easy. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, boy. Um, well, I'm crazy. Uh, 25 years ago, I thought this was a cool thing to start doing. And uh, I started as a home haunter and, you know, just started terrorizing my neighborhood. And that, that was a lot of fun. Kind of worked at a few haunts as I was growing up in my hometown. But never really got the bug until I bought a house and closed on it on Halloween. And um, I figured I'd terrorize the children in the neighborhood. And uh, I completely got the bug immediately. And that was 25 years ago. So uh, here I am. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So when did you start at Reapers? And when did you become part owner? Uh, so I started hanging out with Reapers about year four, about uh 10, 11 years ago, I'd say, um, Paul, Paul had put out to all of us other haunt owners. Um, you know, I was running a haunt in uh, New York at the time and, um, uh, it was my first haunt after home haunting and Paul had reached out and said, Hey, I want to get to know everybody. Let's hang out at trans world, blah, blah, blah. And so I, I took, uh, he gave us free tickets and I went down. I'd seen his show the year before like Reapers year three, I think. And so I think it was year four and, um, so I went down and Paul met me at the bonfire and we just became friends quick. And, uh, next thing you know, he's, he's saying, Oh, come, come around, you know, come, you know, learn, see what we're up to. You know, we all share ideas. He said, you can come any night. And, uh, I went every night after my show and, uh, I'd closed down my show in New York, drive an hour and I'd, I'd see Reaper's show close. And I just was like absorbing everything and then a year later, Paul offered me uh, a job there, and um, then I worked there for a while, um, you know, and um, then I ended up, uh, uh, well, I hit, I hit my head, which uh, everybody already thought I had a brain injury, but I hit my head anyways, and uh, it kind of set me back a little bit. I decided I didn't know really what was going to happen in life, and uh, I was like, well, I'm going to go build another haunt, and I can be my own boss and just make my own decisions, see how that works out. I can't, you know, that way I don't have to live up to anybody's expectations because Reapers is on such a high level. I really honestly didn't know what, what how I was going to function after my brain injury, uh, but I turned out okay, I guess. And um, I built another haunt, Slaughterland up in New York, and, um, and that was a two-year project. And then four years ago, I was offered to come back to Reapers after I opened Slaughterland in 2019. Uh, I, I was looking to come back home and, uh, Paul made me an offer and, uh, basically my, my partners just wanted to start retiring and getting closer to like having some of their time. So they said, come back and help us, uh, keep the, keep it going. So I've been, uh, an owner at Reapers four years now. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So we already answered what he did before yep. Reapers. So we'll move on to the next one. So I'm quick. I'm quick with the questions. That's all right. <laughs> see, I, see brain length. That's what it is. Yeah. 
So Reapers, as you mentioned, is constantly ranked among the nation's best haunts year after year. It always takes home our awards. How does the team pull that off every year? Well, it starts with events like uh, this Saturday. Uh, you know, I mean, we're uh, we're preparing for a family fun day, actor clinics. Uh, also, my girlfriend's birthday is that day. She's 40 years old uh, yesterday, but we're celebrating at Reapers this Saturday. And uh, it's just a family fun day. But I think that's really what sets us apart. Um, not so much from, I mean, not that we're trying to set ourselves apart. Uh, I think what, you know, adds to our success is that we just have a family atmosphere up there. Everybody's always constantly working, doing whatever they can because it's not a job, it's a passion. And I think our show shows our passion because each one of us is nonstop thinking Reapers. You know, like I said, I was I was trying to, you know, get done for the day today, and I was like, I still couldn't turn it off. I've got things that Mike, Mike has sent me for the new attraction that opens in 24. <laughs> 24 um, people 2024 yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know people are going to get to see the front of it this year but i mean god we're making decisions all day long colors this that and you know it's just non-stop and we all live and breathe it every day so that's the cool thing about uh, our family so i think i think that's what gives us an edge on uh, always being on the next level very cool so what's your favorite part about haunt season? Is it the beginning? Is it the actual season? Is it when it's over? <laughs> uh, honestly, my favorite day is opening day uh, because everything that we do up to that point uh, culminates with the opening of the show. So, I mean, even during Hell Week, I start seeing the show come back together and I feel really good. But once we open that Friday night, it's almost like I reset and I start another 365. So even though haunt season and we've got to do work, um, we're trained at that. Um, I, I always say it's like making the donuts. We're kind of, we know the recipe, we know what we're doing and we're all just out there constantly pushing, but realistically everything up to opening night is all the work for the year. So whatever I'm involved in, whether it's, um, you know, things I want to do different with projection mapping or, uh, audio video stuff that's a lot of stuff that comes from my department um you know all the marketing work to get the word out about uh the show uh you know i i do all the work all summer long with the team obviously it's not even remotely just me it's everybody else and i'm just set back and say yay <laughs> but um no it's you know we all work so hard and we're we're constantly just on the edge like like tonight is an early night for me i mean you know it's a little bit after eight and you know, I'm, I'm going to be done in a little bit. Usually that doesn't happen at all. You know, I actually got to have dinner with the girls tonight and uh, and then uh, and then take them for ice cream before the interview. So, you know, I don't get those days often. Like everybody talks about summer. It's really not it. You know, my break, you know, my spring break or whatever you want to call it, fall break, starts once the season opens. I can almost breathe. I get to see you guys. I get to see all our friends that come over and see us. And I'm kind of just relaxing, you know, you know, when you see me there, you know, even though it's chaotic, I'm still kind of like, cool, we're open, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, and I, you know, we, we opened another year and then I just worry that uh, the weather cooperates. Yeah. <laughs> That's about my only thing I worry about during the season is what does the weather look like every night? But uh, the yeah. show, I got so many amazing people 
that work there and are part of our family that I'm just, the show tends to be, you know, and I, I don't want this to come across wrong, but the show becomes least of, uh, the least part of my worries. And I'm just looking at the, the throughput, making sure that customers are having a great time. I've got 25 supervisors out there that are making sure the show is great. And I go through the show every night and try to say, okay, uh, this would, I, I would, I would focus over here and, you know, and then I just let them run with it and, you know, and they know what to do. So it, it, it doesn't become as much. So yeah. Opening day resets the year for me. <laughs> gotcha. no, it makes a lot of sense. It does. It, especially with the builds you guys take on year after year after year is just insanity. <laughs> yeah. Shoot me now. Shoot me now. <laughs> so who comes up with the scene designs? Is it a group effort? Do you have one guy that's always just picking great ideas? Uh, it's totally a group effort. Um, I mean, and you know, when we, uh, you know, we gave a seminar on this uh, at Transworld this year, where we were sharing some of our uh, our secrets. I guess they're not really secrets, but um, you know, we have a creative uh, approach that. Uh, the team, there's, you know, a half dozen of us that um, really focus on creativity there. And we kind of come up with a concept and we say, okay, how are we going to approach this? And then it usually ends up in, well, not usually, it always ends up in my office. Um, and I'm sitting at the computer and I take everybody's ideas and I try to put some kind of graphic element to it. Whether it's the new temple scene that you saw a few years ago on the Hayride. Um, we, we sketch that all out, um, but we do it in Photoshop with a lot of realistic pictures. So I'll often take, um, photographs and video of the scenes and get a rough mock-up. I'll take what our current look is, what we want to change it to, but I'm doing that under the guidance of all my, uh, supervisors and the creative team that, you know, they, they, they give us their feedback on what they'd like to see changed, what their ideas are. Ultimately, you know, us owners, we make a decision in the end, but it's based off of what our team members, uh, they, they know best. You know, our family knows best what our customers are going to like. And we just look at it financially and say, yeah, I guess we can afford that or, you know, whatever. Because, I mean, so much of the show, I, I wish I wish I could have a dollar for every time somebody gets surprised that I own Reapers and they think I'm so rich. I'm like... You do realize I have three businesses, right? <laughs> I have to work nonstop. Uh, we share the money with everybody. It's not like we're getting rich off of it. We're putting it back into the show. That's why you see things grow every year, even though everybody thinks we never change anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that answers that question, too. So again, hey, hey, it's no problem. It's less shit we got to do. So how big is your build crew? It's not really that large, believe it or not. Again, about the same half dozen people. Um, you know, we've got, uh, I would say, you see, I, I jump around from a few different places. Um, but as far as the build crew goes, there's usually like four guys out there that are doing stuff. Um, and then some of us from the scenic end or, you know, in my end, dealing with a lot of computer stuff and some scenic stuff, um, we'll jump in on some bigger builds, give a hand with the build crew, but it's really never more than like a half a dozen people, you know, 
And, uh, and, you know, we have, we have a couple of people that are dedicated to like Jen, uh, who you, we know and love. Uh, she is always making everything stand up to the weather, uh, you know, so winterizing things and, you know, um, uh, putting the, the, you know, different epoxy things on stuff to make sure it stands up to the weather. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of us have different elements that we own ourselves but then when it comes time, my partner, Mike, who is uh, head of facilities, he heads up the build crew and he tells us what we're going to build. And he also tells us, OK, you know, if I'm giving him a couple of days, I always give two days a week just to the build crew. And, and if I have more, I'll give more. But I'm guaranteeing them two days. So Mike can plan on that stuff and say, OK, on on Monday and Tuesday, let's say. You know, Todd's going to be here, so let's grab Kelly and Travis and, you know, and we'll grab Andy and, um, you know, Ryan and the six of us are going to go do this. And we got Joe and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, he kind of works around that. Uh, so it's it, it kind of ebbs and flows. And then once we get back to showtime and we have to start putting the show back together, we all split back up. You know, some of us are doing electrics, um, you know, depending on whether I'm doing some audio video stuff. But a lot of that can be made preseason, and we just give it out to our audio crew that does the installation. Because as, as everybody knows, we're audio giants, so we have to have a sound company come in and actually set up our mountain. It's a crazy, but <laughs> it's a rock. It's a rock show. <laughs> yeah, but it makes a huge difference. It really does. I agree. All right, so never gonna change. Never gonna change that. That it's always gonna be loud. <laughs> no, the, the louder the better. I mean, that's because that's one of my takeaways. Always hayrides, attraction, whatever is making it the better with the sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get a little let down sometimes when I go to other shows and they got a little speaker sitting there, and I'm like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. I remember that. That's I cute. remember those days. <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> Back at home. <laughs> no, it's 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 once you once you have those big systems, it, it's just nothing compares. Mm -hmm. And a shout out to Rock Street Audio and Billy and the crew down there. I mean, they're doing all the big concerts that come through our area, and then they've got all this gear that sits in the warehouse for us that they bring out every year by the truckload. I mean, I'm talking semi truckloads. You know, it all comes on the mount to the point where we've actually started purchasing containers to uh secure the stuff in the off season so that we can start helping them put it out earlier so that their guys don't get taxed when they have you know large concerts coming through our area which they do that yeah, makes sense yeah. yeah so we're working with our local community entities and and making sure this stuff you know benefits us but also makes our vendors and make it a little bit easier on them you know yeah so always thinking cool. i like it so you also own a few escape rooms. How did you come about that? And what do you enjoy more haunting or the escape room size? I, without a doubt, it's haunting. Um, I mean, and that's just not a, a token statement. Um, you know, the escape room thing was just to honestly was to expand my, um, my ability to haunt and, and eventually own larger venues like Reapers. Um, you know, I mean, uh, seven years ago, I started an escape room consulting company called Mind Games with my uncle. And Mind Games has helped me to be able to afford shares of Reapers, you know, so it's the escape rooms, um, you know, and I test all my designs up here in New York um, for a non for profit that raises money for disabilities. The escape rooms in that it was also where my original haunt was. 
So I have a very tight connection with that agency. And when I wanted to start my consulting company, I said, hey, I'll build escape rooms here. We'll have a great fundraiser and uh, I can test my stuff out. And then I'm going to sell it around the country. And, and, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be global and, uh, you know, but you're going to have the coolest stuff here that we can do on a, a shoestring budget and make some money for people that really deserve it. So that's kind of my feel good, give back to the community. Um, I, you know, I do get paid for my work, obviously, but, uh, you know, I've, I've been able to, uh, to really create some cool fundraisers for them. The haunted house being the first one I did for them. Um, you know, and, and often I'll donate, uh, whatever I have, like all my home haunting stuff that I would spent thousands of dollars with, I donated to the agency because I believe in their cause. Uh, and I just wanted to become a professional honor. So I said, here's all my stuff. Let's open a haunt. And we did. And here I am. <laughs> so, That's so, kids, cool. so kids give back. Yes. That's give what back. It's about. Yes. Give back. I actually was just, um, you know, and I don't want to, um, toot my own horn. I'm not, don't want it to come across that way, but, uh, because I'm so fortunate with having an amazing haunt where I make a good living and, um, you know, and I have my escape room business. I've been very fortunate with all this stuff. Um, a friend of mine that uh, I built my first home with passed away in the last year. and We honored him at Transworld. I just finished an amazing escape room that I was able to 100% donate out of uh, just my networking with different people in the industry. A lot of people gave me stuff. My girlfriend came and painted the whole thing, um, you know, and was able to do something that would have cost them so much money that they couldn't have afforded. Uh, I was able to do it um, and, and honor my friend. And, and, uh, you know, it really was, it was an easy no brainer for me because when him and I started the haunt, our first year, we had a $250 budget and that wasn't enough for him and I, we had donated a lot of our own stuff. We had thousands of dollars invested and we turned around and we bought stuff that we needed to, to get the haunt open to make it sustainable. So they would want to do it the next year and they upped our budget immediately, but in, in true Bill fashion, that was my friend's name. Uh, you know, we kind of didn't care how the show got put together. We'd do it. We'd spend the money. And so in honor of him, I didn't want nobody to tell me what this escape room was going to look like. I wanted to do it for my friend. And uh, I was able to give back something really cool, which Reapers also gives back one of our charity nights. We have a charity night every night of the season, as you guys know. Yeah. Um, we uh we give back to southern tier independence center um, which is nice because again my first haunt was there i wouldn't be anywhere without them um we have our 40th celebration there tomorrow it's 40 years uh it's going to be incredible so uh it's just uh, it feels good another one of them jobs that you never feel like you're working yeah yeah that's awesome <clears throat> excuse me all right so Tell us about where the idea for Haunt Life Tonight started, because I rather enjoy that show. <laughs> yeah, we've been slacking the last couple of weeks. But you're, uh, we you're busy. busy. It's completely understandable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we actually we filmed some stuff the other day. We're we're hoping to put, put stuff out Saturday. I gotta just try to fit it in the editing before you know how that goes. Uh -huh. Gotta fit the editing in before uh, Saturday's family fun day because everybody told me I can't work Sunday or Saturday. Excuse me. So because it's fun day. Um. So Hunt Life Tonight started during COVID. Uh, we were all just missing each other. And Kelly and I just started Zooming and making funny. We were just doing funny Snapchat filters and just being silly. 
And uh, we started recording it. We had a big joke that HBO was picking us up any day. And, <laughs> you know, we just were having fun because we couldn't do anything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I've always watched my friend's shows uh, like uh, Bart and Michael out at uh, Terror in the Corn. Um, you know, uh, we were out there with uh, Keneva and uh, and just hanging out with everybody out there uh, a couple weeks ago. And uh, I grew up watching their films and I just always thought they were funny. And now I'm friends with them and they're inviting me to come out and stay with them. And, and man, what an amazing time. But. I don't know. I guess maybe I just wanted to show everybody what silly idiots we can be too. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, they they crack me up. I, I love watching that when they come out. Yeah, we we do some stuff. You you know, we just bought a GoPro, and we're actually going to try to film more. Um, we'll be we'll be sitting around, and we'll do we'll do some silly cuts, and it'll be like kind of sideways or something. It'll be like, wow, that was a jank special. And jank became a word. And now everything's jankalicious around there. And God, the things that come out of our mouth all day, you know, like the other day we were talking about making new characters and we came up with Jenkinstein, you know, <laughs> it's, just, it's just really dumb stuff. But I, I don't know, maybe it's just to crack me up. And I still go back and watch, you know, not so much to see myself because I, I could really care about seeing me. <laughs> uh, I love seeing Kelly. And I love the funny stuff. And I love what Jen does live in the field. It's just great. You know, it just cracks me up. So that's it. I got it. I like it. Yeah, it's funny. All right. So ridiculously hard question that no one ever has an answer for. Do you have a favorite horror movie? Yeah, absolutely. The original Halloween in 78. Okay. And then in close second is 40 years later. Um, then they completely dropped the ball with uh, kills and then ends was a little bit better than kills. So those two are kind of with the rest of all of them, but it's Mikey Myers. There he is right there. There he is. <laughs> um, and um, uh, the original 78, and it just brings nostalgia, nostalgia from growing up, watching it with my uncle and then in a close second, if I had to pick something else, it would be Nosferatu over here. Okay. Um, and uh, the uh, um, the version with typo negative as the soundtrack. If anybody's never seen that, watch Nosferatu with typo negative in the background. It'll change your life. I pretty much had every tattoo done to that movie. Neil and I would sit there and just watch the movie and he'd be putting ink at me. So it's cool. Highly recommended. That's awesome. Are you See, looking? I had an answer. I had an answer. I was, I was ready. I know. I, I, I never have an answer for that. Some people do. Some people don't. Are you looking forward to the remake of Nosferatu coming? I, you know what? I don't get excited about remakes. Yeah. I'll be honest. Um, I, I respect the hell out of Rob Zombie. I like a lot of his stuff. Um, I don't think he did a bad job with Myers. Um, I just... To me, certain things are sacred, and uh, I just have a really hard time. Like, I don't even really like part two. Um, it wasn't until 40 years later where Carpenter and Jamie Lee kind of put it back together. And, you know, I, I just everything kind of clicked for me. Maybe it was a time thing. I was excited about it, but um, I don't really get into remakes. Okay. So, so no, but I'll, I'll probably watch it and see what's up. <laughs> 
Uh, random question. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, um, I do believe in spirits. Yes. Uh, I, um, you know, I have to talk a lot with my girlfriend. She's always trying to get me in touch with things. Um, I, I don't <laughs> have a disbelief of paranormal. Um, what it is, is it's, um, I guess I would call it selective hearing. I know it's going on around me, but quite frankly, I can't be bothered. If they got something to do and they really want to get my attention, so be it. But I kind of got a lot of shit going on. So I'm like, cool. <laughs> if you if you got something you got to say, say it. You know, and I, I don't look for all the different nuances that everybody else does. Um, I don't get excited about paranormal a ton. Um, it's cool. It's cool. And, you know, my partners have it in their building and, you know, and at the different haunts, uh, you know, different ghost tours. And it's cool. You know, I, I, I dig it, but um, not something I think of often because mainly I just tune a lot of the noise out in my life to stay focused on what I have to do because anybody that knows me knows I take on way too much. So it's not easy to keep up with what I want to do. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump back into Reapers. How did the 2022 season treat Reapers Revenge? Uh, the easiest way I could say is treading water. Um we uh we were about the same as the year before um and uh it was it was cool it, there wasn't growth there wasn't tremendous loss um i heard a lot of people lost 10 15 percent um we we have kind of a funky time going on because we unfortunately had to raise the price a few years ago and although we're still doing 20 dollars coupons on sunday trying to help families out whatever I think sometimes people fail to realize that 200 actors and, uh, you know, I mean, God, there's got to be almost a hundred different support staff between security and parking and management, uh, you know, supervisors out there making sure the show's good, the food, the vending. I, I mean, everything, you know, there's almost 300 people working up there every night for a show that's over 90 minutes long. I feel bad. It's an expensive show, but Unfortunately, it's the animal we've created, and I just don't know how you can get. We're still less than a dollar per minute, yeah. and I don't ever want to be over that. But realistically, we should be 90, and then when we open the new attraction, we're going to have over 100 minutes of entertainment. But I don't want to charge everybody $100. You know, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm happy that we can do those $49 tickets for a $90 show on Sundays. You're getting the same show. I swear to you on all things holy to me, we never cut actors any night because we think the crowds are going to be slower. Every every night of the season is the exact same agenda. And we're upset and we notice it on nights that are a little bit slower when people might not be there or somebody didn't come in and then they didn't fill a spot. Even though it's one spot, we're noticing it especially on a slower night. Yeah. So, you know, our management team knows, oh, we, we better fill every spot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because, you know, even when it's slower, we really tune in and we really make sure that rhythmic timing is going so that on those nights where we are a red Saturday, we're running like clockwork. And yeah, yeah. is it tough? Is it nonstop? Is it a grind? Sure. But we're trained for that. Yeah. We've been yeah. training for it. We're building up to it. Um, you know, I mean, we're, you know, once we, once we hit hell week and we get our three night dress rehearsal done, the show's ready. And then obviously it gets better each night. It does. Um, you know, um, but 
I don't think it gets that much better from opening night to the end of the season, you know, because we do, we do so much training up front in the summer. You know, I mean, I tell everybody if, if it was me, I would come the first weekend because you're going to avoid them crowds. And, you know, and that's just not a ploy to get people there early. And honestly, I run deals, so it's cheaper, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm just trying to say, it's like, we should, we focus on everything leading up to that point. When we do a friends and family night, we're giving our friends and family that show. We expect it's going to be there. And then from that point, the next 18 nights better be the same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so if we learn something, something has a hiccup, we're addressing it right away, but we're not putting out 20 fires. You know, we, we look at one little fire and we're like, Oh, go let's, let's address this. Maybe here's a different concept to go at it. But there's so much upfront work done that we don't have to put out a million fires during the season. Yeah. And I probably shouldn't say this on air, but I don't care. That's me. Um, I wouldn't worry about your price tag. I think you're right in line with where you are. I mean, because yeah. you have other places that are $30, $40, 50 for 20 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, hear you. it's just. I hear you, brother. I know. I know you want to bring value to the people, but you are. <laughs> it's so worth every I appreciate every dime. that. Guys, I appreciate that so much because I hear it from everybody, especially when anybody finds out I'm one of the owners. They always want to bend my ear. They want to get free tickets from me, you know. And uh, and you know, and my friends that do get a couple tickets from me know that I love them because I just don't give tickets out because <laughs> you know I look I look at my friends all year long and uh, the people that are around me all year. Those are the people I want to take care of, and I'll give deals to everybody else on other nights or I'll point them in the right direction. But, uh, you know, I'm just trying to give a fair show to everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what Paul set out to do. And I'm, you know, Paul groomed me as he retired to step into his, uh, his shoes. And, uh, I'm just following what my mentor set forth for me. Yeah. No, but I I think you guys are in the right place, especially price wise. Um, do you have a favorite attraction at Reapers? Uh, well, I, I ran the hayride when I first got there, so I'm always team fun um, or team nine one one. But uh, the hayride, the hayride is probably my favorite. There's no doubt about it. Um, but the favorite scene on the hayride would be Pumpkin Hill. Um, oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say that's probably it. I, I mean, all the other attractions are probably equal, and I'd say. The Hayride just goes over the top for me because I really feel like we do something different on the Hayride that just isn't always seen. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I just, I never really believed in the beginning, but I've heard it enough from everybody that I'm like, we must be doing something right. <laughs> I, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. It's the first thing I look forward to. And I'm not, I'll, I'll be straight up with you. I've said this in multiple shows. I'm not the biggest hayride guy because I'm more about immersive. I like to be close. Like I like houses. That's my thing. When we got to walk the Bates hayride, I was so fucking excited that I got to go up to like props. I've been looking at for 10 years and actually like see the detail. Like they actually had a TV on in one of the Bates rooms. You can't see that on a hayride. No, that's yeah. They, they did some cool stuff during COVID there. I mean, Randy really has been instrumental in everything for us. 
Uh, you know, I mean, him and Paul, they chime, they, they were just chatting about everything from the beginning. And uh, Randy really guided us in the right direction and how to do things safe and proper. Yeah. I mean, he's just an icon in the industry and I have nothing but respect um, for their family. Um, just great people. Uh, Benny, everybody there. It's just, I mean, they're just a world-class um, place and, and we wouldn't be nothing without Bates yeah. and, and a handful of other ones. I mean, field, uh, great friends of ours, uh, you know, just, I mean, everybody in the 13 hunts, I mean, we're in that group for a reason. Um, but, uh, just great people yeah. and, mm-hmm. uh, can't say enough about, about the 13 hunts and really what we got going on in this Northeast, uh, Pennsylvania area. Pretty cool stuff. That's, I'm so happy where we are. I mean, yeah. like people are like, aren't you tired of going to the same ones? I'm like, well, I don't always go to the same ones, but no, I'm not tired. <laughs> no, not at all. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm, I tell I'm, you, we're in the epicenter. About, yeah. Are you excited about Legendary this year, though? I I am. I am. We actually <laughs> I mean, that, went that, to that Haunted Overload. really good. It does. We went to Haunted Overload last year. It yeah. was... It, it, it's... I made a whole nice video. It looked beautiful. But it doesn't show you no, it doesn't. the size of these freaking things. It really doesn't. Yeah. You, you don't get that until you step on the property. Yeah. And, uh, Eric, Eric and, um, you know, just... Uh, you know they're just amazing people there uh and they're doing it right um i just love just the, their approach um they're just they're having fun they're being haunters i mean because sometimes our businesses get so big i mean i th- i still think they've got all their pride priorities 100 mm-hmm. in the right place uh just amazing their whole model and what they stand for and the artistry behind it uh that that's one haunt i mean if you guys want to hear you know, when, when, when I think of like certain haunts that just blow me away, you know, um, you know, the first, the first three that come to mind, honestly, that, uh, you know, I think of, I think of Hell's Gate, I think of, um, uh, you know, Haunted Overload and then, um, you know, um, Netherworld, you know, I, I, I just think of icons like that, that, uh, I just think don't leave anything on the table and they're they're completely different haunts, but what they're what they're bringing to the table is they're all in. Yeah, you know, and, I mean, and obviously there's a there's a bunch of other ones. You know, as soon as I start thinking about it, I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to leave bing, anybody. Bing, yeah. I don't want to leave anybody out. But uh, when I think of three haunts, if you could say, Todd, you got an opportunity to go to three haunts this year, I'm going to those three right away. But I actually am making. Uh, I'm gonna without a doubt go see my friends at Terror in the Corn this year. Uh, I'm going there to see a Thursday night show uh, all the way out to Colorado. Um, and one, I respect those guys and what they're doing in the tour they just gave me. The show is going to be amazing this year. But uh, just world-class honors again. Yeah. Great. I, I great, love their show great too. Mindset. Yeah. Great mindset and just truly amazing friends. Um, yeah. I'm blessed. That, I'm blessed to have friends like that. Yeah, that, that like after starting this eight years ago, like yeah, creating haunt content's fun, but it's about the people. Like I've met some awesome, oh yeah, so many people that I talk to daily about yep. haunts. I mean, who else gets to do that? <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. I'm, I'm I'm so lucky that this is my profession. Every day, <laughs> every day, I gotta pinch myself and say, "Wow, 
you know, I'll get a call from somebody, you know, like, um, you know, just friends. I'm, I'm so blessed when I go to different cities, you know, like when I go up to Salem, I got my friend John Denley up there who I respect who, when I first came in the industry was so kind and like shared stuff with me, obviously that's what he's been doing for years, but he right away befriended me and showed me, and it was an honor to give him the lifetime achievement award a couple years ago with haunted attraction association. And I just want to aspire to be somebody like that to somebody else someday, just like he's been to me or, you know, guys in the industry like Alan hops or John LaFlamboy, all these, all these guys are really trendsetters and, you know, just, I respect these guys so much, you know, like the guys like Randy Bates, like I said, that paved the way in the beginning to the guys that are doing it now. And I'm just blessed to be one of those guys that's doing something. I don't know exactly what it is, but <laughs> I hear it kind of cool. So I'm like, right, we must be on to something. But, uh, you know, that's it. You know, I just, I'm just, I'm glad to be a part of this, but I hope I leave it to somebody else. And, uh, you know, some of the younger haunters, I really, I'm just trying to encourage them. Own it. You can do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, we need backups for real. All yeah, right. We're getting old. <laughs> I know. I was, I'm just, my kids won't go. My, my kid loves horror movies, but he won't go to a haunt. So I'm just waiting for his friends to want to go so that he'll be into it. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, that's what I'm waiting now, for. You know, the weird now, the weird thing is, is anybody that knows me knows I don't like horror flicks. <laughs> you know, I've been I've been actually making, well, one, I made uh, Natalie and uh, Rebecca watch Pootie Tang last <laughs> night, which was just <laughs> great. And then we watched a little bit of it again tonight. I got them so hooked on Sadate, sadate, with the tipita, with the capitan. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I'd rather laugh. I don't even really watch horror flicks. I got. You know? I like the original. I like the original. Oh, that's funny. All right, so now the big one. Tell us about this new attraction coming in 2024. As much uh, as you want to, you can leave whatever you want blank. I'm not gonna. No. People are going to need to come see it because it's going to be epic. So I'm not really hiding anything. Everybody asked me and they said, you want to share the building process as it goes on? I was like, yeah, let's do it. Who cares? It's going to be big. Let them come see it in person afterwards. It'll be like, wow, it really is big. Um, but uh, it's um, it's loosely based on the deadly sins. And I don't say seven deadly sins. I say deadly sins because we're kind of putting our own spin on it. Now it's going to be all of our uh, opinions, our approach. We're kind of figuring out what we want to do um, personally. And we're not 100% locked down on everything yet. We're still having creative meetings and we're kind of getting the season put together. All we wanted to do is have the facade and the building up this year. And we know creatively what we're doing. We have drawn up um, with a uh, live interior, which happens on my computer. We've, drawn uh, all the blueprints and done the virtual 3d walkthrough um so we can see each room and uh we know the blueprints for both floors um so it's going to be roughly uh you know um about uh, i'd say probably by, by the time we get down uh through the top and the bottom floor it's probably going to be about 6,000 6,500 square feet but um we're going to take mm -hmm. you through those sins and when i say sin i mean something that has a reaction on somebody else Okay, if you are vain, vanity in my eyes is not a sin unless you're hurting somebody else with it. Greed is a sin if you're taking from others and you're hurting them. 
you know, if you just really want to keep everything to yourself, but you're not hurting everything, I don't know if that greed really works. So you're going to see the greed that we think is a sin if we go that route. Um, you know, I think something like murder or torture is a sin. But I also want to play on, um, you know, like with uh, uh, with greed. I wouldn't want to just say the word greed. I'd want it to be something like the word that comes to mind, and I put this out to the team, was covetry. Um, you know, to covet something. Um, you know, um, I, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I'm thinking of different ways to go about it. Um, just because I want to put you in a, a place, a mood, and then there is an overall story of what this family was about and why there are sins in this house. So that's kind of it. And honestly, that's all I know at this point. <laughs> that's awesome. It went up you know, really but, quick. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun with it. I'll tell you, but I I can see stuff from upstairs to downstairs. You're gonna be able to see up and down. We got some really neat tricks we're putting in with this, and uh, I'm just excited. It's our first real haunted house ish kind of thing. It's a pretty good sized building, you know. Uh, you can see from the pictures. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> when when, you, when you posted it done, I was like, there's no fucking way that's done. How is that up? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Mike, I'll tell you, that's what happens when you have a mic on your team. Mike uh, plans it. We started, well, God, you know, around the new year, we started just putting all, you know, putting all our ideas down. And we kind of had a game plan and started getting permitting um, around, uh, you know, the opening of the season and then, uh, you know, and then it was purchasing the building and getting everybody out there to get the, the you know, the, get it put up. Uh, we had a crew come in four guys actually put the pole barn up just like we did for delirium because we want to focus on the artistry aspect of things. Uh, plus there's people out there that just know how to put those pole barns up. Right. So that's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm excited. It's going to be cool. We were going to walk you through it this year and do some fun stuff, maybe some projection mapping, some scares. Uh, but we actually decided to uh, spin uh, the building 180 and put the start or the front of it down by pitch black. Uh, it was originally going to be behind the final scene. So you were going to get let off before the final scene. And, uh, and then you would walk through the woods to this, which I still really love that concept. But um, we just, you know, Paul had a great idea and we had we had thought about it, but we never kind of circled back to it by putting it at pitch black. You're already so low below the grade. It makes this thing look so massive. It takes something that is already massive and just makes it gigantic. Yeah. So and, gotcha. and, and also, also now the throughput makes a lot of sense. And if we ever decide to do anything in the off season in the future, uh, we're starting to cover more and more of sector. Pitch black is already covered. And now uh, sin or sins or house of sin. I don't even have a name for this <laughs> thing. Yet. You know, we've been kind of, let me get your guys' opinion. Um, I'm going to throw it out there. We have either sin, sins, or house of sins so far. Seems to be the front runners. My um, vote. What, what do you? My vote would be House, House of, Sin. of Sins. House of Sin. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. All right. I'm, I'll bring that back to the team. Thank you. Three sixty-five. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
All right, we only got. Yeah, so that's... No, that sounds awesome, man. I can't wait to say it. It's gigantic. It's. You guys are going to be unstoppable. (laughs) (laughs) So where do you see, what do you see the biggest challenge for the haunt industry right now? Um, I think the biggest challenge honestly is to just make sure that we continue to educate everybody in the industry so that people don't half-ass. I'm not saying everybody is, um, I'm saying, you know, even in the beginning, I didn't have the resources and I, I made mistakes. Um, I think the biggest challenge, because we're on such, um, you know, everything's getting so big and the haunts are getting so large with pyrotechnics and this and that. And, um, you know, I just I, I, I hate to see it when anything happens in our industry that affects the passion of what we love and you know, and we lose a haunt or something. So I think safety is really it. Um, we need to continue to educate. That's why I think um, Haunted Attraction Association, our one true voice in the industry, it really needs to be there. And people need to listen. And don't don't be enemies with a haunt that is within an hour or two of you. Share ideas. Mm-hmm. We just had a haunt over um, a month ago that wanted to learn about our pitch black emergency uh, system that shuts everything down and turns on all the emergency lights. So we can have everybody out of there in, in record time, you know, less than 30 seconds. It's amazing. But if we didn't share that with somebody and we just said, no, we don't want to share our trade secrets. Somebody got hurt. I, I wouldn't be able to live with that. Yeah. And plus it would hurt our industry. And I'm not about that. Yeah. So everybody needs right. to share safety first and keep pushing that agenda and push family it's really all about family you know be, become a great haunt family and great things will happen mm-hmm. and don't mm-hmm. be all about money yeah yeah have fun with yeah. your team <laughs> all right so i have one question for you after we wrap up but right now i'm gonna have you pimp all the social medias people can reach reaper's revenge at where are you guys at how to get in touch everything like that all right. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, everything starts with ReapersRevenge.com. And from there, you can hit, hit all our socials, our Insta, and, um, you know, our TikTok, our Facebook. I mean, not that TikTok should come before Facebook. I mean, Facebook is still the giant, and, and everybody knows how to find us on there. And our Instagram is linked from there. I mean, t- typically, that's a lot of the stuff we do. You will find us on Google. Um but really, just go to reapersrevenge.com. And if you have any any kind of feedback, one, hit us from the site there, uh, info at reapersrevenge.com. And uh, I answer all the emails for that. And I'd be happy to take anybody's feedback and try to find a way to make our show better. All right. Yeah. There we go. I'm going to have you hang on for two seconds as I close this out. I won't keep it long. All right, guys. Okay. This was Todd. Todd, thank you so much for coming on. Thank, Thank you. you. It was a great interview. I learned a lot. Did you oh, learn yeah. a lot? Yes. All right, guys. This has been Halloween Haunts 365.com, the podcast where every day is haunt season. Bye. Goodbye. Night after night, will we survive? Night after night, are we dead in this cold? Oh, everything's new.
Halloween Horror Season 2 Five Productions.